Welcome to the Sub Pop Cult Podcast. I'm your host, Michael McGruther. Shall we play the game? That is the question. We know what the game is, but do we dare to play it? Because now is the time to get in position. Now is the time to steal your mind. Now is the time to reflect on all the distractions that stole time from you that could have been used for something productive, something personal, something, perhaps, that helped create a better culture, so that the data-driven world has to answer to all those somethings we make, because it's a reflection of who we are, and the culture has to be implemented against the corporations, not the other way around. The political fight is upon us, and we've already lost major ground. Because we've been duped into being overly concerned with Donald Trump and the 2020 election to the point where we can't drive anything forward and we're stuck. We're at the tail end of the train and the left is leading again. Now, you can look at things and you can take them literally or you can look at things and you can take them literally because it is a story. And if you look at the story Really, if you want to get the story so far over the top that it's the point of no return, it's not so much that you go and raid the former president's house and take documents that he's supposedly not supposed to have, because any of that really matters. Look at it from the story. It touched off a discussion on whether or not that should be allowed, whether or not that's legal, whether or not, whether or not, whether or not. The whole discussion has been breaking apart something that already happened and arguing over it endlessly when, look, it's very clear that the left is the power in this country and that must be accepted. So if we are going to play a game, if we're going to play the game, we have to actually play it on its terms. We can't force a change. And one of its terms is always distracting the people with unbelievably over-the-top storytelling that is bought hook, line, and sinker every time. Now, global thermonuclear war is how it feels when American culture is so torn apart. It feels like everything has no meaning. It feels like everything is pointless. And that's by design so that we never get the power to create what the feels are actually going to be. Because if you listened to the episode prior, two episodes ago, wielding the simulacrum, and you did a little research, you realize that a representation of something deteriorates each level it comes away from the original. To the point where something totally fake with no tie to anything real can be taken as real. That's how this political theater game works, but there's a way 
that we fight it on its own terms. And I know I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. And it is ignoring political theater for now, for a season. When I've talked about this in the past, I mean right now, this season, this midterm election. I don't really know who's going to win. Historically, conservatives are supposed to win, but we already know the game is rigged. The system is rigged. It's doing unprecedented things to broadcast that it will not release power. You literally have the president of the United States going out and talking about right-wing nutjobs who want to take over the country. The discourse alone, whether it's based in fact or not, is so lowbrow, so pathetic, and it's, it's obvious there's no adults left in the room. Everybody has a childish mentality. And it's really because they've made the culture very immature and childish. So this thing is like the culture and politics are so well tied together that when they get in the situation that they're in right now, we can't help but sink because the weight of both of them pulls all the people down together. And the whole world probably laughs at what looks like the American people, but seen as the cast of The Simpsons, sinking perilously in a race to the bottom with government and culture torpedoing us there faster than ever before. That's one reason why culture must be peeled away from government. The two things cannot be united. The government is not there to tell us what is cool and what's not cool and how to dress and who's popular in music, but they do it because they know that these influential people are connection points. If you think about it, the way the left connects with the American people is through the artists. The artists are paid handsomely, but they literally are the connection point. That's how they get a feel. That's how they know the people. And they create the people as well. They create the audience to buy the product. But that, that's a top-to-bottom scam. It wasn't always like that in the 1960s when this revolution of individualism started before it turned into a revolution, or let's say a de-evolution into communism in the United States. So it's very important that we have this culture power so that we can wield it in a better way. And the best way possible at this point in the game is to just create radio silence in the realm of punditry, political theater. Like, you can make the popcorn, you can watch the show, but just try to ignore it in the ways that you spread it amongst your friends and neighbors Try to keep it very quiet. Try to silence and muffle the entire symphony of nonsense. Because it's relying on all of our reactions, all of our anger, all of our fighting words and our angry posts. It's relying on those things to stay relevant. It truly is. It's not as dramatic out in the world as it seems online. We have to be realists at this point if we're going to start the long journey of reversing this terrible curse of government and media married. It should be illegal. It should be forbidden. It should be like incest. The culture of the people empowers the government with trust. And our Constitution defends this and protects this 
situation that we've lived under since the formation of our country. We cannot let that be changed because government and politics snuck off into the night. Government and culture, excuse me, snuck off into the night and had an evil baby. And that evil baby is dominating every single conversation. And all we have to do to turn it off is literally turn it off. Now let's take a storytelling look at a hot-button issue that has been permanently made a chess piece in the government media game against the American people. That's the border. Before Trump, there was no wall. The concept of there being a wall was foreign and, and quite frankly, totally un-American. It's not something that we've ever conceived before, but we were told and shown, and people who live near it reported about a massive problem, an invasion of the United States, and people are running across in giant numbers, and they're, they have COVID, and we don't know who they are. And so Trump comes in, and he starts the construction of this border, which is really a gigantic wall that is supposed to be impenetrable, and they can't climb over. And it's a project that now becomes a news subject that can be turned on and off. The funding is taken away, the funding is given to it. It's this back and forth drama. Will they build it? Won't they build it? Now, we've been through all this for many, many presidents. It just really intensified like everything else under Trump, which is kind of a suspicious thing if you think about it. They gave us exactly what we wanted in policy, but the character was so easily destroyed that it allowed the system to get us uh, in, into deep shit, which is where we are now with the system. But fast forward to today, and you have the governor of Texas who is triumphantly taking these immigrants who are illegally coming, coming across the border uh, evading law enforcement and ending up somewhere in Texas. He's putting them on buses and shipping them to New York City and Chicago and Washington, D.C. And the reason why the American public accepts it is because we've been trained to get off on getting one over on the other guy. So in the narrative, we are told how bad these mayors are and their policies and all the things they stand for, and they're also commingled with national policy that has to do with Democrats. And then you have the Republican governor who says, well, I'll show them. And he just literally opens up the most covert immigrant shipment service ever. I mean, there's no need for illegals to be piled onto the back of a bus. They'll stick you on a bus in Texas and just drive you to New York and use the news cycle to say, Aren't we showing those people how bad their policies are? But really, they're just shipping people everywhere in large numbers now. It's systemized. And I don't care how you feel about the issue. Human beings are human beings. We are a welcoming nation. There's ways that I feel about this issue that probably is different than you. I see the value in an influx of Catholics. That's something that I see as a valuable part of the American character being uh, replenished. And it's true what Elon Musk says about population collapse. There's too many people who don't have children. 
So we, there's something going on where our government has done some kind of math and they figured out, listen, we need more people. This is a geopolitical war, uh, war against China's one billion people. You know, this country needs more people. And I don't know if you live in a crowded city or a rural area, but we do have a tremendous amount of space in this country and we can accommodate more. Now, here's the big, more, most important part about this. They don't come into our country and then default as Democrats because they were given a hotel room and a cell phone and some money and all these different pathways to get in, involved in society. That's not why. They all end up voting Democrat because the Democrats control the culture. And when you get imbued into the new culture, even though you're holding on to your old one, the Democrats give them a way to kind of blend in and be a part of their leftist culture. Well, that's what you do. You don't come here and install your Latin American thing that you were running from because it, it sucked and didn't work for you and wasn't, uh, you know, giving you the opportunities. You come to the United States and you get embedded in different communities and you just adapt the local culture kind of blended with yours. That's what's happened with every race of people that have come, with the Irish, with the Italians. I mean, it's, it's in our DNA as a country to absorb all these different identities, but there's a little bit of a trade. And so the established culture is what welcomes these people. So once again, the culture is where the time should be spent because right now, while we're fighting nothing, while we're fighting reactions, while people on the right are constantly being misled down this drama theater, I can't believe how much we fall for this stuff. The left is establishing, maintaining, controlling the culture that welcomes all immigrants and turns them into that kind of an American. If nothing else can stimulate your creativity, how about focus on the local mission of giving a culture some sort of representation that is true classic American values so that when people come to the United States and they live among you and they become American citizens, they can fall into and get in line with the right mindset about who we are so that we don't have an entire generation of immigrants who adopt communism light because it was set up for them that way. So really, that's probably our most important work as independent artists is not creating the culture for our grandparents who see we put it back the way you remember it, or even our parents or our children. No, it's for all the young people and all the immigrants to come. What story are they going to fall into that is the American story? It's got to be a story of liberty. It's got to be a story of the American dream. Human nature is human nature. Put yourself in someone's shoes seeking a better tomorrow. And you get into the United States of America. Just try to imagine what that feels like. You want to fit in. You want to succeed. You want to have the potential for your children to have a better life than you ever had. But mostly, you want to be American. That thing that you always heard about and dreamt about and thought about and read about, and saw movies and television. That's what you want to be. So let's define what an American is as indie artists, so that the kind of American that people want to be is the American we know. Peaceful, compassionate, patriotic, giving, 
values the flag and all of our forefathers, understands the power comes from we the people and is given to the government in a system of trust. All the right mindsets we need so that these boundaries can't get crossed by bringing in a new generation of leftists who then have the mindset of a communist who then takes America into the dark side because that's how it was set up for them. Our subversion should be in the local culture, in the art. Make every piece of art a celebration of some American truth. And be open-minded to the way that you do it. Be open-minded to the way other people express themselves. Look for those American truths in independent art. And when you see them, you start to plaster them everywhere that you go, on your social media, in your town, wherever. It starts to become a symphony of images and realities so that the people who are new Americans in this country find a place to align with in a mindset that keeps liberty alive for many generations to come. <laughs>